Hello, and welcome back to Displaced Underdogs. I'm your girl and host, Morgan. And it feels like I'm horrible at this podcasting thing. (laughs) I mean, it feels like I'm making excuses and apologizing for the time between episodes lately. So, I'm going to apologize yet again, once more. So, I'm sorry <laughs> for not being more consistent. Um, I feel like I'm constantly making excuses. Like, there has been quite a few things going on in my personal life. And it's more than just a little crazy. It's it's just been crazy. And there are some huge changes that are happening. If you've not guessed yet, these changes are leading my life down a new path. And I'm going down a new direction. So, funny thing about life. The only thing that is constant is change. Change is inevitable and change happens all the time. It's the one thing that you can count on and that you can rely on. That everything will change. So, this episode is almost a kind of catch you up episode and what's been going on. Well, okay, it's not almost. It is that type of an episode of what's been going on and what that means for this podcast because it does go hand in hand because this is my little corner of the internet and this is where I share my own meandering thoughts with the rest of the world and I put it out there. And I let those little birds fly from my mouth. Sometimes I go, no, 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 come back, little birds, come back. But once they're out there, they're out there. So, sit back, plug in, relax, and enjoy. Okay, so 2019 has thus far been up and down year of major changes. My personal changes have included a change in career, buying my first ever home, and moving all at once towards the very beginning of this year. And we're only just past the halfway through the year mark. Because it's July, and that's the seventh month of a 12-month calendar year. Yay! Um, Aaron, the kids, and myself, we've got a little more settled into our new place. 
Um, I've settled a little more into my new job, and there were a lot of stressors. Ah, changing career and moving all at the same time causes a lot of stress and chaos. A huge thing, though, that has made me reevaluate my life and my personal actions, reactions, totally reanalyzing myself has been a huge catalyst for major changes, has been a very, very personal issue, which has required a lot of time and attention. And it's always required a lot of time and attention in a not so positive way. And it involves a personal issue with a loved one. Now, I did ask their permission before sharing. Um, so, because this is really personal and I'm going to get real raw here. And honestly, probably overshare a little bit. But again, luckily... I'm a weirdo, and I pre-write my scripts. Yes, I do kind of ad-lib, but um, for the most part, I already pre-write out what I'm going to say, just to kind of keep me on track, because I meander all over the place. And so, the major, huge thing that has been really crazy on top of everything else is living with someone that struggles with substance abuse in the form of alcoholism at the moment. And it's not just substance abuse that's a struggle. It's the lifestyle and the choices and habits that have been created around that, the substance abuse. And when, so I feel it's very important to share, honestly. And when someone in your family is suffering from this, it changes your whole life without you even noticing it. It creeps in to every portion of your life so slowly and so, so very innocuously, so mundanely, but it, it, it affects and changes your whole life without you noticing. And it kind of comes in as a, like a little baby elephant. Like, you you know what's there, you kind of, you talk about it and stuff, but you just kind of like, people might mention it every once in a while as they start noticing it, but it's just, it's, 
like the little baby elephant in the corner of the room that people may notice from time to time, but nobody talks about it. And when that elephant in the room finally grows up so big, you are really left with what feels like only two options. Because when it gets that big, it can no longer fit through the door. So now you're just left with two options. Should I stay and deal with this or should I go? And not necessarily like, um, should I stay with my substance abuser and break, or should I break up with them or should I cut them out of my life? Like, that's what it feels like. And in a lot of cases, that's what it turns into. Um, but it also makes you start to really reevaluate some major life choices that you've made that have led to this point. And, and where do you really go from there? Like that is really what started me on this journey. Now, I really would like to take this opportunity to put a disclaimer in here or a few disclaimers, if you will. I'm not an expert on anything. I am not a trained or educated professional. I do not have a degree in this. I am also still going through this journey. I'm kind of at the midway point of the beginning chapter of this. And these are just personal and anecdotal thoughts, opinions, and realizations. And if it can help someone else or someone can relate, awesome. That's why I'm doing this. Also, it's therapeutic for myself. So with that said, oh, and also I won't get overly preachy or religious either. It's just not really my style. And I know that whenever you're dealing with like substance abuse, people tend to go to like AA, which is or Al-Anon for family members that live with a substance abuser. And it, it, it does get kind of religious and preachy. So, and that's, I mean, it's not really my style. If it's your style, fine, cool. So, okay, now with that said, let's just jump in. I always knew that this person struggled with substance abuse and and that's where I start to have a very painful realization that I had become what experts call a codependent enabler that was my first icky doesn't sit well with me personal realization I had I've always considered myself a fairly independent person and and strong-willed and so to be called or referred to as codependent was just it's never okay when somebody says codependent like there was a lot of shock anger and frustration at first with myself and and my own denial then I started doing 
what I kind of do best and what I always tend to do when faced with a new issue to overcome, I started researching. But I really tailored it down to being the person living with an alcoholic addict substance abuser because I'm not the addict of substance abuse. And there is an overwhelming amount of information out there. So, and I wanted to know how to help them. And I also wanted to understand how anyone could think that I was codependent. (sighs) Again, didn't sit well. (laughs) And I could see enabling with like excuses being made and other things and but the codependent that was a bitter pill to swallow in itself enabling was hard enough because it's that shame and oh yeah okay I see but codependent me (laughs) fucking never but after a few things came up I begin to see it. When I noticed that, I started seeing other things that I really didn't recognize about myself. And who I was becoming was not where I ever saw my life going. And things needed to change. One resource that has helped phenomenally and a lot is um, actually a podcast, Love Over Addiction. And I forget, it's Michelle, I forget her last name. And she is amazing. And she interviews really amazing, strong women. And it has helped. It has been a real help and invaluable resource. And it has helped make room for other realizations And these aha moments have brought about other major changes within myself that needed to happen. And I'll get into some of these aha moments in a moment. I need to take a quick water break and then I'll talk about these moments and what it means, how it relates to this podcast not just to my life (laughs) because again they kind of go hand in hand so i will be back i hope you will be back again this episode is a little vague because there's a lot of material to cover that i'll share in later episodes so just kind of again real quick catch-ups okay trying to keep my episodes a little more short and sweet So on that note, I'm going to go get some water. You might want to go get some water or soda or whatever your beverage is, even if it's a glass of wine, because, you know, we're adults. We're allowed that. Um, So I've just been increasing my water intake because it's summertime 
it's hot and uh, I am really 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 crappy at drinking water and keeping myself properly hydrated so yeah so go get yourself something to drink something to eat come back and plug in and I'll continue and wrap this up catch you on the flip side and we're back so aha moments I had some truths some really hard truths to admit to myself about myself not my addict but about me and I had to get real honest real deep and I had to face it all head on and I'm still getting real honest and real deep and I'm still facing it so the first was the obvious codependency my new normal crept up on me very slowly like I said with the elephant in the room and it was a very very slow like new normal and it and it just again crept up on me so slowly with every excuse or justification I was making for my addict and for me allowing it and allowing this kind of behavior and and sticking with it and it was for myself more than others like the whole, I would tell other people, yeah, but it's not that bad. And I would tell myself, like, they have more of a handle on it than others. Do I like it? No. But is it really that bad? Nah, they got this. They haven't ended up in jail. They, like, they haven't, nothing really bad has come of it. The only annoying thing is, like, finances. And it almost ruined us financially. <laughs> like, but other than that, they, they got this. It's fine. Like, it, it's not a big worry. And actually, it was a big worry because when the finances came into play, that's leading up to. It's like, they got this, they got this. There really isn't a problem. It's not as bad as you think. They haven't gone to jail. And then when, like, it affected us financially, it was just like, whoa, kind of a whoa moment. And again, it, it just spiraled slowly until, <laughs> till where we're at now, where it has come to a breaking point. And I could and can no longer justify or excuse the behavior of my addict to myself, let alone to others, and my behavior to myself or to others anymore. And so I had also slowly become more and more negative overall because of the stress and and how it not only... Um, created habits within my addict like life habits because it's not just 
the physical addiction that they have to break. They also have to break habits and lifestyle choices. Running to the store, lying by omission. There's a lot that goes into it. It's not, it's like when you quit smoking and you get over the physical addiction within three days. The, the physical addiction to nicotine within three to five days. And, but to get over the hand, mouth, oral fixation, needing something to do with your hands, needing something like that's why you'll see people that quit smoking usually end up getting like Jolly Ranchers or um, lollipops because it's just something to do with your mouth and I, there's a whole thing behind it. So, so overall I had also slowly become more and more negative and I'm not really an overly negative person. Like listening to some of my first podcast episodes, I mean, yeah, they're kind of rant, like, yeah, they're not bad, but they are kind of ranty. And it's just, I would consider myself cautious, a bit cynical, sometimes critical, like critical thinking, not like critical judgy. We all can be a little judgy and a little critical, but I mean, like critical, like critical thinking and, and curious for sure. But never so blatantly negative to where it almost became all-consuming. Like, like I couldn't even see positivity in, I, in anything. I couldn't find the positive in anything because I had been trying so hard to maintain that everything was fine and that everything was okay and everybody had a handle on everything and it was just it's okay in appearances for for others but also that denial that I was in and personally I was a train wreck and I was just becoming this negative person that I didn't recognize and didn't like anymore and so I needed to reestablish positive connections within my brain and my behavior, which led to aha moment number two. My negativity was starting to make me a toxic person for myself, for my kids for my friends, for my family, and for my addict because it fed into my addict's lack of boundaries and impulse control as well as their insecurities and actually perpetuated their negativity causing them to turn to their addiction more frequently. And it was just toxic. So... So, again, I did what I do best and researched ways to start to retrain my brain towards 
more positive connections and positivity. An aha moment, another aha moment was also recognizing that as my addict was starting their journey towards sobriety, because some bad things happened, (laughs) and I'm not ready to go into it, and I don't want to make this about war stories, because let me tell you, anybody that's ever struggled with addiction, or anybody that's lived or loved somebody that struggles with addiction, war stories, you can You have plenty of them and we can go into it as the day is long. But that in of itself is is negative and helpful to a point. But when you constantly relive your war stories, it, it becomes not a lesson and not a positive thing. And so, um, and my addict, the, the person I love and know that struggles with this, um, again, they, some bad things, some bad incidents happened and they finally, luckily they weren't so far down the rabbit hole that they were able to not just do that first step of admitting that there's a problem they actually started seeking help for that problem and they still are so um so as they were starting their journey towards sobriety they i came to the realization that they should not be the only one seeking counseling but i should as well particularly finding for me a counselor that specializes in helping those living with an addict in their life. There's a ton of help for an addict and a ton of how to, when you're the sober person in the addict's life, how you can help them. But I've noticed that there's little help for someone that lives with an addict. Like how that affects you and how you can get over it and it it, it's always how about how the addict can help themselves and and how to help your addict recover but you also have to work on your own recovery as well because it it is an all-consuming thing for not just you and not just your or well it's an all-consuming thing not just for your addict but for you as well so now this is not going to change this podcast into an all about addiction podcast don't worry not at all i'll still go on random rants and tangents but I do want to focus a little more on positive living and meaningful, mindful living. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is so cliche and vague and ridiculous <laughs> when I say this out loud like this. But, but it's, <laughs> it is. It just, oh, now I sound like every single one of those self-help people are 
people that are like, hey, I've already started this and I've already noticed some positive changes and so I want to like help others and speak to them. <laughs> so of course I'm going to do a positivity podcast and mindful living and, and just how to be more meaningful with your life. I mean, it, it is, it is very cliche. <laughs> oh man. But. But I want to talk about, but in all seriousness, I do want to talk about some things that I have found helpful and or useful. And these apply to anybody that wants to make a change in their life. Not just if you're dealing with an addict or addiction or anything like that. These are just helpful, useful things. Things I've learned or that I am still learning. And that's all. And honestly, I'm a constant student of life. I will never stop learning. The moment that I stop learning and growing is the moment I die. Because it's the moment that I've lost all hope. And the moment that I no longer find joy in the world. And the moment that I no longer find a reason to do anything. And so I will always be a student of life. That's all. And it, this isn't going to turn into an annoyingly fake it till you make it, super cheery, find your inner perkiness, vomit smiley faces and rainbows all day, every day, podcast either. Not at all. I mean, come on, that's not fucking real life. And, and that can be very unhealthy as well. So no, not at all. I, I just want to keep it real. And I am going to get a really real and really raw in a few of these podcasts. I do plan on doing a few interviews and having guests as well. Because that's always fun and I always enjoy it. Because um, I myself don't really like feeling like I'm the only one that's just speaking to myself. Into my microphone. So... So, if you've made it this far, genuinely and truly, thank you. Thank you for listening. I do hope, as vague as this episode has been, I do hope this helps someone, no matter your situation. Just know you're not alone. And that you can start changes at any stage and any age. And that positivity and that that you can positively make impact like changes that impact you and those around you. And if you tune in next week, or not next week, but if you tune in next time. I'm going to talk about journaling because that was one of the first steps I took that actually made me realize that was like one of the first steps I took that, that just helped with my realization that I was a codependent enabler and that I was becoming this negative person. So I kind of want to take you through this new direction in my life and this new journey that I find myself on from like 
where it started, I guess. And one of that is um, to talk, I'm going to talk about journaling. And, and yeah, yeah, I get it. I know that not everyone journals. There's also a huge stigma about journaling that like only teenage girls do it. Or like, you know, really troubled people or like grandparents do it. And, and there's also just so much out there on it already. And there's so many different types of journals. But I'd like to share one of my big aha moments that really started the ball rolling on important shifts within myself. So, <laughs> that, goddammit, that's like my new annoyingly favorite phrase at the moment. Aha moment moments. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Anyways, thank you for your support and for tuning in and for making it this far. I truly do appreciate it and I truly do hope you come back and enjoy more. Um, feel free to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and listening on your favorite podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And until next time, be safe, create, and enjoy your day. This is Morgan, signing out.